Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm feeling manly when you say it's coming in handy. Sliding my claws from New York down to North Virginia. Tickling you around Delaware before I enter. Oh my God! Hips to feet. A wiggle and jiggle can make the night complete. Jeez, God, I'm, I think I, I'm, I'm so sorry for making him do that, but it was so good. He killed it. Our uh, Ben and Woods notifications on Twitter are going a They're little nuts right now. A little haywire. I, I def- I, the one I that caught my attention from at Drunk Padre uh, listening to that rap battle <laughs> that I just had with Coach Gian Quintero. Yep, really, it happened. Uh, he says, Mayo got beat down by cottage cheese. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I I have a few people who now said we I got won, mayonnaise, man. But I definitely think it's uh, it's running pretty strong, seven or eight to eight to one against me on this one. The can coach I just killed it? Killed it? Can I just say this would be one of those instances? People are very territorial in radio. If Jim and the coach decided they wanted to do their own coach reads raps every Fridays. You have our permission. <laughs> have a ball, like please do it. It would. It. it he did and such a great job. The audio. And uh, I just, uh, I'm delighted. I'm. I'm. <laughs> Rogers all got my I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> Roger and says. Boom, boom, uh, boom. <laughs> Roger says the winner and still champ Ben Higgins SD. Excellent contribution by Coach Cantera, but I have to give the edge to Ben due to his complete lack of flow. Ben reads raps like he's reading instructions on how to build a dresser from Ikea. That's and that's true. exactly how it should be done. I love that you said one pack, two pack, three pack for it's Pock. Two pack Shakur? <laughs> two pack. Two pack. Two pack. Do you have any idea what you wrapped? Not really. No. So that was the. Uh, I got rid of it already. The battle uh, scene from Eight Mile, which is let's go ahead and put that on the list of movies you've never seen. True. And it's amazing. It's the the I, it's probably, Eminem. I know about it. Correct. Yeah, it's probably my favorite last scene of a movie ever, and that was the battle right there. So, um, uh, you guys are brilliant. I'm so happy today. That made my that made my day. <clears throat> All right, it is a uh, it is a Friar Friday. If we can get us back on track a little bit here <laughs> on Bennett Woods, I know we're completely off the rails, and it's probably. Pointless, but we do have Andy Green uh, coming up in 30 minutes here at 8.35. Heading into the second half of the season, Woodsy, we got to set some expectations. I mean, I don't want to hit September, and if the Padres are 500 and they're five games out in the wild card, what are we going to say? That we're disappointed? Hell we're no. happy they're still there? I mean, yeah. let's just let's be clear about what we expect from the Padres in the second half and what we're going to consider, you know, acceptable for the 2019 season and what what we're going to say, oh, they've, you know, they way exceeded expectations or, you know what, they fell a little short here in the second half. What are we actually looking for from this team? I'm looking for continued growth, continued improvement. 500 is the goal. So that's a winning record then. They went 500 in the first half. 
Continued growth yeah, but means I'm, I'm, finish with a winning record. I'm not going to judge a season on halves. I'm going to judge it as a whole. I'm going to judge it at the end of the year. But in the second half, dude, we, we ran the, the schedule yesterday, and September is one of the gnarliest gnarliest schedules based on how teams have performed in the first half. It's one of the gnarliest schedules I've seen. I mean, you're talking a bunch of Dodgers, a bunch of D-backs. It's basically a two-man race right now in the West between the D-backs and, and the Pods. Rocky's still sniffing around as well. But, uh, Benny... Just keep winning series. Just it, try okay, to. There, that's a winning record. Then I'm not. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But you're saying you want. Maybe wanna, I don't know. You want to see answer. continued improvement. Of course, you want to see series one in the second half. If they do those things, even against a tough schedule, they should finish the year with a winning record. They're at 500 right now. If they finish six games under 500, then they had a losing record in the second half. That's. I, it would be hard to say. They improved throughout the second half if they had a worse record in the second half than they did in the first no, half. No, I mean, and we know the goal of this season, at least. We set our own expectations as that we need to be a 500 ball club. We've got to be at the end of the year, as it stands. And, hey, it was a tough road to get to 500. You know, it really was. There was some losing streaks. The winning streaks made up for it. But it's just about more consistent baseball. Um, better performance from the bullpen I'd love to see. The starters have been... What you'd expect from the youngest rotation in baseball. It's been what you'd expect. Now, here's a very realistic scenario for the second half of the season that might at least appear disappointing based on based on the criteria you just threw out. Let's say a bunch of other teams in the National League, the Rockies, Diamondbacks, Brewers, they go out and they, they make some big-time additions. Rentals, they give up a lot of their farm system to bring in players to help them in the here and now. Whereas the Padres... Oh, maybe they make a move, maybe they don't, but they, they're more careful about it. They want to make sure that they're thinking two and three years down the line, five years down the line, not just for the next couple of months. Those teams that make moves start taking off. The Padres, obviously, there's only you know one win and one loss for every game. They come back a little bit in the second half of the season and end up with a losing record. That's... That's not out of the realm of possibility for what we could see here in the second it half. Is, it is wild, though, and you bring up the D-backs, and I brought them up uh, as well. They're looking to move Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke has been rumored to go to the Phillies. Have you seen that? White flag. White, Zach Greinke's having a great season. Yeah, that's what, that's what, I mean, if you could get rid of that contract, um, then, yeah, you do it every time, I think, if you're the Diamondbacks, who are still in that weird, like, we think we're rebuilding, but we're not sure if we're rebuilding. We're adding, you know, veteran pieces, but those guys have played pretty well. It's a, it's that weird thing. At least we know the Padres know what their plan is. I think there's a lot of teams out there. The Texas Rangers are one. The Texas Rangers went into this season with zero expectations, they're kicking ass right now, and they're like, oh god, we brought in like Lance Lynn and Hunter Pence. All these guys are playing lights out, and they're like. Okay, the plan has changed. We know what the Padres' plan is, and that's constant improvement. The window just got cracked. I'm not going to trade a bunch of guys for rentals. I'm not. That's not the move I make if I'm the Padres to rip that that door but that, open. That could put you at a disadvantage, at least in the short term, against teams that are willing Correct. to oh, yeah. mortgage a bit of the future for rentals. And maybe a team like the Rangers, I mean, not in the... National League, obviously, but in a team in that situation might say, oh, hey, surprise, let's go for it right now. Um, so uh, that's that's where I'm just trying to set here as we get ready to, to open the second half tonight at Petco Park. What, you know, we said at the beginning of the year 500, is there any reason to change that 
now that we've hit the All Star. I don't think so. Tim makes a good point. He uh, he tweets in and says, "Interesting stat: Padres currently have a twenty six and nineteen record against teams over five hundred. Their record against teams under five hundred is horrid. Well, obviously, it's seven <laughs> games under five hundred right. because they're forty five and forty five right now. Exactly. So they're they're beating the better teams, which is that's improvement, right? That's that's what you want. But man, it." That's the inverse, nineteen and twenty six. Apparently, you sit there and you sit there and beat your head against the wall, losing games to the Pirates, and you know you got the Marlins uh, here in a few days. It's like, oh god, those games. It feels like there's more pressure because you're supposed to win those. Let's see them string together. I want a really hot start. I, I'm begging for two out of three this weekend to get some really good pitching. Um, of course, then the uh, attention turns toward the trade deadline uh, coming up here at the end of the month. Um, I don't know if you read in the UT this morning. Definitely looks like the Padres would love to move Will Myers if they could at this point. That That is a priority. It's also going to be the most difficult move that they could pull off right now. What can you do? We've talked about pairing him with Kirby Yates, using that to get his contract off the books. Uh, it would be so different if this were a Zach Ranke situation. If Will Myers was like killing it the last month, and teams are going like, okay, we can we can take that risk on Will Myers. The Padres might find some buyers, but he's he hasn't been. He's oh, been man. ice cold at the wrong time, at least when you're trying to see what the market would be like for him out there. It's going to be pretty dry at this moment for Will Myers. And, you know, we will be joined by Andy Green uh, coming up around 835 this morning on a Friar Friday. Will Myers is a guy I want to ask Andy about, you know. And, and just going into the second half of the season – what do you do? He's in a precarious situation. He's in a, a situation that, you know, you want to play him. You, you want to, but you can't have him going at the rate he's been going. Striking out, you know, that the bottom of that lineup, man. One through five, one through six has been really, really solid. How do you find that bottom half that's going to contribute and help you win more games than you lose in the second half? Let me jump out to our phone lines here. 833-288-0973. Andy Green in 22 minutes right now. Mike. In Temecula has got some thoughts on the second half. Mike, welcome to Ben and Woods on a Friar Friday. Hey guys, hey, uh, it, it's 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 a great thing to have Ron Fowler as an owner because he's he's a he's a fan. He really is. And and my 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 point is is through the whole year we've always been told the guys are on pitch counts. The guys are on pitch counts. Well, towards the end of the year, those guys are going to be running out of innings. Yep. And I know he's going to give AJ permission he's going to have to get two pitchers now i'm not saying send the guard or whatever but if we're going to finish out the season strong and have a chance he's going to have to get two pitchers to save the, save the kids arms and and i just i i love i mean dude i'm so pumped up right now every time we talk about padres but <laughs> i'll just listen to you guys comments man appreciate it yeah that's something thanks for the call mike that's something that I, we've heard, talked about send guard uh we talked about matthew boyd this morning from the tigers and those rumors woods what we haven't talked about is what could be a very realistic move, a very more middle-of-the-road, you know, pedestrian-type name. The price would be much, much lower, but someone who actually could eat a few innings in the second half. Um, now, getting Denelson Lament back, you know, pushes everyone back a little. You have more options. I just as September gets around and, and Chris Paddock's innings are up and Matt Strom's innings are up, you could find yourself in a a bit of a predicament for the last three weeks of the season. Our old pal Pete in Point Loma tweets, in my Padres' expectations, it's not necessarily in wins and losses. It's in developing the pitching and position talent. 
Any game where Myers, Hedges, or Kinsler starts is a wasted game. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, that's that's a fairly common theme uh, that you're seeing on Padres Twitter because, yeah, you do want the youth movement, and can these kids play? Let's give them a shot in the second half to do so. Um, I'm all for that. I really am. I, I It's time to get Luis Urias up here. Plug him in at second base. If you got a DFA in Kinsler, you got a DFA in Kinsler. You just do. It's you're you're gonna have to eat that money at some point. No one's gonna want him. Nobody's gonna want to trade for him. Um, I'm good with that. I'm good. We will see uh, what Andy Green's expectations are. He joins us in 20 minutes. Coming up next, though, I have a I have a bone to pick with a talking head in the sports media. Oh, we're doing this, this again. Yeah, Holy cow. Got another one today. I don't know oh what it my is. God. This week just uh just feeling a little salty this week. Uh that's coming up next with Ben Woods on 973 the fan. I got a bit of good news this morning. Uh we've been giving away such great stuff in our uh, biggest fan contest, but uh coming up uh, they just announced the grand reopening of the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. It's going to feature two nights of Keith Urban on September 6th and 7th. Keep listening to Ben Woods and 97.3 The Fan, and we will let you know when tickets go on sale and how you can win a road trip to see Keith Urban at Caesars Palace. We are your home the fan. for country concerts. It's Ben and In Woods. Vegas. I mean, it is unbelievable. We are uh, we are locked. I I'd be happy to go see Keith Urban in Vegas. By K- the way, Kason down the hall is like, hey, uh, can they, we have some of those to give they're away? They're giving away goals tickets. <laughs> We're giving tickets. away Vegas road trips to country shows. It's amazing. Uh, it's Ben and Woods on a Friar Friday. What a uh, day. We've got Andy Green joining us. In about 14 minutes, uh, first, though, this segment of Ben Woods brought to you by Golf Mart, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. And I will tell you what, Woodsy, I was not 100% satisfied with the NBA coverage that I got from ESPN. Oh, that's week. that's your sports talking head you were going to go I, after. Yes, I am. Um, Thought it might be somebody else. Well, I, you know, and everyone was wrong about Kawhi Leonard. Everyone was wrong. No one had him everyone. basically going yes. to the Clippers. I understand that. People make mistakes. What I what bothers me is when they mislead us without being fully upfront. And I'm call, you know you can call it a bunch of guys. I'm going to call out Jalen Rose right now because Jalen Rose was the guy who said, "I am 99 percent sure <laughs> that Kawhi Leonard is going back to Toronto." And Jalen really made it seem that he had been hearing some things. You know, you figure a guy like that's pretty well connected. Former player, ESPN, knows some people. He's Absolutely. Here. I mean, he definitely had you thinking, okay, this has got to be about to happen. Blindsided by the news of Kawhi to the Clippers. Well, Jalen Rose came on the uh, the Get Up show on ESPN yesterday. And, I mean, to his credit, he admitted he was wrong. We don't need you to admit that, though. We know you were wrong, yeah, Jalen. and you're not in the minority, man. So, everybody, you, most everybody was. So here's the explanation again. This audio, uh, courtesy of ESPN, Jalen Rose on Get Up. So here's the deal, though. While I was incorrect by my prediction about Kawhi, and by the way, we're in the projection business, the anticipating business, the relationship business about what's going to happen with players. Situations happen where guys do flip, and the 1% did actually take place. His name is Paul George. Right. Who saw that coming? Who knew a week ago that we would be talking about the Thunder 
already trading Paul George and about to trade Russell Westbrook. Did anybody talk about that? I, I, don't, I don't think the Thunder thought that. How, how about that? <laughs> so, in the media, we did a good job of enlightening fans to let them know if Kawhi left all year, it would be to the Clippers. Now, by the way, I did say he's going to sign a two-year deal, which he did. There he <laughs> now, he's like a spin myself. No, 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 I'm just giving you facts on facts. No, one other thing, one other thing, because I want to own this. All right. So, we waited all year for Anthony Davis to get traded. Who trades Kawhi? Who trades Paul George in two or three days? Sam Presti? Is he, is he working with the Clippers? All right, that was uh, Jalen Rose on Get Up from ESPN. I, I get it. People are wrong. I'm not going to hold... I'm not going to hold it against him forever that he got that wrong. What bothered me, Woods, is that he said, we're in the prediction, the prognostication sure. business. And they are. That is part of it. But be upfront about that when you're telling us, hey, I, I got this feeling, you know, just based on, you know, all the factors, just the way I'm reading the tea leaves, I'm pretty sure he's going to go to Toronto. But when you say, I am 99% sure he's going to Toronto, I, that 1% flip doesn't hold a lot of weight for me. Well, but, and, and again, I, I don't know why people in this business are so afraid to admit they're wrong. I do it all the time. I, I think it's it makes you, you know what it makes you? It makes you a human being. Like, hey, man, I couldn't have been more wrong about Hunter Renfro in your case, Ben. Um, I couldn't have been more wrong about this. I, I'll wear it. I'll own it. You hear him trying to. Hunter Renfro is a loser. Exactly. You hear him trying to paddle his way out of you know what he had, had said and, and was really convicted by. So just, hey, if everybody's wrong from time to time, if you're wrong, just wear it. Don't need, you don't need to be like, I did predict he would sign a two-year deal and he would be wearing green pants when he signed that deal. Like, no one cares. You were, you were dead wrong. It, you assured and, us and, it was 99%. And that's okay. Yeah, it, that's the assurance that, uh, that is where I'm, I'm having trouble. If he's just said, I predict that Kawhi Leonard is going to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors. Great. Right, that's your job. That's your job. That's your job. You're not going to bat a, a, a hundred, a thousand, you know, not going to bat a thousand or be a hundred percent right every time. He actually time. is batting a hundred. He I is think. batting a yeah. hundred. <laughs> you can say that. You absolutely should be saying that. Don't tell me it's ninety nine percent. That carries a completely different meaning. That that tells me that you are basically in the meetings. And they are right to the stage of crossing T's and dotting I's. And Correct. Kawhi was never that close. You, well, you tell me that there was a 1% flip. He wasn't about to sign a deal in Toronto, and all uh -huh. of a sudden, he tr Kawhi Leonard was the one who made the Paul George trade happen. He was thinking about this the whole time. Kawhi Leonard was behind the scenes doing what the exact opposite of what everybody thought he was doing. I mean, he was he was so um, sly and 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 surreptitious about everything he was doing. It was so smart the way he did it. Um, and, hey, it, it left everybody in that business with egg on their face. All right, um, just a couple of thoughts. We've got Andy Green joining us at 835. It is our Friar Friday. Uh, looking forward to that. It is brought to you this week by Penske Honda Chula Vista, and we thank them for jumping on board our Friar Friday. I know that uh, Greg Garcia is going to be joining Gwen and Chris this afternoon as well. He is a uh, Quickly become one of my sneaky favorite same. Padres. Absolutely on the, the same, roster. buddy. Yep. You know, part of it is obviously the local connections, but I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we got a second half to look forward to with Andy Green. Um, I gave him a what? A, a B plus, A minus when yeah. we did our grades earlier this week. I think so. Uh, you were a little more harsh. That was like a C. I C plus. With Andy Green. Yeah. Um, see what he thought about the Padres' first half, what's coming up in the second half as well. You were going to say something? No. 
Was I? I thought you were. No, I burped. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I just burped. That's what I was, I was a little confused. Just heard by. me go. Looked like you were about to, like, Give me, come, like something, no, was, some wisdom was about to emanate. It was gas. From woods and it was, it was just... gas coming out of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of gas, but out of my throat. No, I, I look. I, I always look forward to talking to the Skipper. I, I like Andy Green. I've said it before. Let's, I think um, he's great. I think he's a great dude. Um, you know, people are going to light us up. They want us to hold his feet. Yeah, to the well, fire. let's set our expectations. We're not. We're not getting any trade. There's no bombshell likely going to be dropped. No. Like we just acquired Noah Syndergaard, and he's not going to. Even if he knows, he's not going to tell us how close they are right. in that yeah. sort of thing. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't behoove Andy yeah. to make that. Andy, are we trading for Noah Syndergaard? Yeah. Okay. Breaking news right here on Ben and Woods. You heard it right there. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, plenty, plenty to get to. How he's going to manage yeah. The, yeah, the pitching rotation in the second half of the season, what the return of Denelson Lamette, he's on the mound tonight, uh, means for the Padres here, and uh, what he's going to be looking for after going 45 and 45 in the first half. Uh, that is coming up next with Ben and Woods right here on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to visit our website for breaking news, local original content. Uh, we had a new podcast up uh, yesterday. Uh, also, if you missed Keith Law, like earlier this morning on the Padres prospects in his new top 50, got uh, five of them in there. Great breakdown of some of the top Padres in the minor leagues. You can go to 973thefansd.com. I uh, get all of that content from us, the coach John Cantera, Gwyn and Chris, and more. Uh, we are about to be joined by the manager of the San Diego Padres, Andy Greens. And this is Friar Friday on 97.3 The Fan, presented by Penske Honda Chula Vista. And this is the portion of Friar Friday that we like to call the management report. Are you ready to find out what's going on with the Padres? They love it. They love it. And what's not the love? Let's go right to the source. It's the Padres management report on Friar Friday. Right here on your home of the Padres. Colonel, we got to throw a star. 97.3 The Fan. So this is where we get input from people at like the managerial level of the Padres. Like the manager. Makes sense. <laughs> the Padres. Not uh, a subtle point we're making Andy here. Andy Green, who joins us right now on our SDCCU fan hotline. Team gets ready for the second half of the season starting tonight against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Andy, good to have you back here on the home of the Padres, 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, good be, good being back with you guys. How are we doing this morning? Doing good. great. Doing I'm, gonna, great. I'm just going to jump right in with a tough question. How did you spend your ah, you How did you spend your All Star break, Andy? Uh, all my time with my three girls. Uh, we we had a you. vacation. We had a vacation rental we rented just to get away from our house and uh, spent a lot of time at the pool swimming. So uh, we we had a great time. It was uh, it was relaxing. We stayed right around here in San Diego. Why would you leave? Uh, some of my players went to other places. Doesn't even make sense to vacation <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, but we, we enjoyed just being around here. It was a great time. Gosh, Andy, we were so ready to just hold your feet to the fire this morning. Then you had to go out and win three straight against the Dodgers to wrap up the first half. Uh, that was pretty special. I, I, I know a lot of Padre fans uh, felt the same way. And to go into that building and uh, whip up on those guys like you guys did, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a good finish to the half. Uh, I, obviously, an up-and-down half for us. It yeah. ended right at 500, but uh, you know, a good note to end it on. Shoot, we come right back here and play the, probably what's been the second best team in the National League to start the second half. The Braves have been hot. They've been playing really good baseball. 
uh, hoping that all-star break cooled them down a little bit. And uh, it'll be a challenge to get back in the win column right away, but we're excited for that challenge. Certainly great to see uh, Denelson Lamette back uh, after his Tommy John surgery in L.A. Padres fans will get a chance uh, to see him in person tonight if you haven't changed any of the matchups for the series. So let me ask you, and I'll give you I'll give you the wiggle room that obviously things can change as the season goes along, but what what is kind of the plan for the pitching rotation? You got a bunch of guys. You're you're still trying to limit innings for for certain young players like Chris Paddock and Matt Strom. What's kind of as you look now your pitching rotation plan for the second half? Yeah, we have a lot of young starters that we believe a lot in, and and we're probably going to have a little bit of a revolving door to an extent with a few of them. A couple of those guys are going to be locked in there. Uh, I think we'd expect Lauer, Lucchese. Uh, Paddock, uh, Lamette to be locked in there and, and that fifth slash sixth spot will be rotating to some degree as we move forward into the second half as we look to solidify our bullpen a little bit more kind of lengthen that pin out we've had three guys that have been really solid for us for the majority of the year down there obviously anchored by Kirby Yates but uh, you know we got to solidify that bullpen to be able to get through that sixth and seventh inning especially considering some of our guys like Lamette and Paddock uh they're definitely on pitch counts right now. We haven't been shy about sharing that with people. We've, uh, you know, we've been thinking about their health all season long to make sure they're impactful for us uh, for years to come. So uh, having guys that can solidify those middle innings is big to us winning baseball games consistently. Uh, talking to Padres, Padres manager Andy Green here on Ben and Woods this morning. And, um, I, you know, obviously, did you watch the All-Star game? I did. I did. I was uh, waiting for Kirby to get in there. We all were, and, and that's, that's got <laughs> so to leads me into my next question. Look, as a manager, it probably doesn't break your heart that he didn't go out there like your former player, Brad Hand, and have to throw 35 pitches, uh, especially after the, the series. He, you know that You guys worked him pretty good there in L.A. To, to wrap it up, and hey, it was great. It worked out. Everybody's happy. Uh, when you don't see Kirby get in the game, do you and some of the other players, are, are you pissed off about it? Are you kind of mad? Are you like, hey, what's, what's the deal? No, uh, I, there, there's a part of me that was very excited that he got a little bit of time to rest because those, uh, those three games are the three most taxing games he threw back-to-back-to-back all season long, uh, went an inning plus the first day for a five-out save and then came back and saved the next two. Uh, I wanted it for him. I wanted it for his family. I wanted it for everybody there to get the chance to get in the game. Uh, no knock on Dave on this one. Uh, Kirby was up in the bullpen in the eighth inning with, two, uh, with one out. Uh, he was going to get the last out of that inning. He was set up to save that game uh, had they had the chance to. And uh, while he was up in the bullpen, uh, they hit into a double plate in that inning, which eliminated his chance to even get in there for an out. So, uh, you know, saving your closer for the last out in the eighth and being available for the ninth if you got the lead, there's really no knock on that. It's just kind of unfortunate circumstances. Would have loved to see him get in that game. But uh, he needed some rest, too, at the same time. Uh, uh, we're excited for him, excited for the second half, and, uh, you know, I'll put him right back on the mound to save three straight against the Braves if I get the chance to. It's our Friar Friday management report. We're talking to Padres skipper Andy Green here on Ben and Woods. And, Andy, I think any reasonable person viewing the first half has to be pretty encouraged by what we saw. As you said, obviously a little up and down, but 45-45, and 45, still in the wild card race, just two games out. Now we kind of look into the second half and, and trying to set those expectations. Do you – have anything in your mind that you'd like to see, you know, clearly improvements, always an answer that you give, but in terms of results in the second half, is there anything that you're looking for specifically that you'd like? Uh, yeah, I think we, we have the ability to really solidify that bullpen with a number of quality arms. It might take us doing some unconventional things, but, uh, 
in order to do that, uh, you know, we're going to have to have some pitchers that are flexible moving around roles a little bit. And I think if we do that, we're going to see the results you're talking about. Uh, this team's fighting for a playoff spot. I've been talking about it since the very beginning of spring training, since the day we signed Manny. The belief in the clubhouse exists. Uh, that's a powerful thing. Uh, that that belief hasn't wavered, even if it's wavered publicly at times. When you get swept by a team, we come right back. We punch right back. Uh, you know, we're not a good enough ball club uh, to go out and just show up and beat anybody. Uh, we have to show up and put out at the same time. We got to play and we got to play well. So uh, as we get into this uh, second half, there's going to be teams that uh, you know don't have the record that we have that we got to take care of business against. But we also got to realize the National League has a ton of parity this year. Uh, and the separators between, you know, the Chicago Cubs at the top of their division and the Cincinnati Reds at the bottom of their division is four games. Uh, they're pretty much the same club to some degree. They're all good baseball clubs. So uh, we can't look at the standings and think we've got an easy series coming up. There really aren't any easy series in the National League right now. Uh, talking to Andy Green here on Ben and Woods this morning. Andy, I don't know if you had a chance uh, over the break to read the uh, Union Tribune, a piece written about you. I don't know how much you read, uh, you know, your own press clippings or – or whatever, but I just had one question. It, you, it was a quote in there, and it said Andy Green might be the biggest enigma of all thirty managers in baseball. Are you an enigma, Andy? <laughs> uh, not to my wife. Uh, maybe to some <laughs> people out there watching. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where that quote even came from. Who said that? If that's just straight from the, you know, it was like article. anonymous. It's so, it, no, no, I got it. I got it right in front of me. A well-connected national writer could be anyone. <laughs> We got bloggers that are national writers now. That's the enigma, is who the actual person is. Bobby Blogger gets a shout-out from Andy Green. Bobby Blogger, everybody. (laughs) You you know, I I think, you know, as an organization, uh, we've been pretty steadfast in our desire to keep things in-house. Things that were important to us, things that we think provide us a competitive advantage. uh, You know, that's that's directed by AJ, by ownership. Uh, It's their passion to do that because they think it provides a competitive advantage. So there's a lot of stuff uh, after games, before games, uh, that we hold to ourselves that probably would be really entertaining for fans to know about, but it might give up a little bit of a competitive advantage. And, you know, we're out there trying to win baseball games, not necessarily a popularity contest. And uh, in winning those baseball games, we'll sacrifice just about anything to win those games. So uh, if we think there's a competitive advantage, we're going to keep things to ourselves. And if that ends up making me an, an enigma to some people <laughs> out there, uh, I've never been one to go out and seek out uh, – articles to be written about me never been one to go out there and try to get press coverage or try to connect with writers like my job it's the Padres uh, it's to do everything possible to put these guys in a position to succeed uh, sometimes I feel like I do that well other days I go home and you know beat myself up about it at the end of the night if it doesn't go well but at the same time like I'm not out there trying to get national writers to know me uh, if through the course of baseball, we get that opportunity. I'm excited to get to know all of them, but I'm not trying to make that happen. If that makes me an enigma, so be it. If you're not wearing an enigma t-shirt the next time <laughs> we see you at the ballpark, t-shirts I, are I, big in his club. I know t-shirts sure. are big. If you don't have a white shirt with black enigma across the front of the, I, I think that you might have dropped a ball on this one. That's just an idea. You can have it for free, Andy. I appreciate that. That would probably draw too much attention to myself, but I, I like where you're coming from. Exactly. Uh, we've got we some humor in that. Exactly. Andy, we got some great listeners uh, who threw out some ideas for questions. John had, had one I thought was interesting. You've kind of settled on at least a top five in your lineup lately. First three years, I mean, we could see 140 different lineups from Andy Green. 
at least the top five lately with Fernando Tatis Jr., Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, Fran Mel Reyes, Hunter Renfro. You've been very consistent on that. Uh, is that the plan going forward? And what is it that you like about that specific ordering of those guys who are, are clearly your top five hitters right now? Yeah, I think for the first few years, we were trying to find anything that worked. And uh, in searching for that, it ultimately requires very talented baseball players to have an efficient offense at the major league level. Uh, we have those now. I think we're excited to have those guys. I, I think in general, like, yeah, you'd probably expect to see that lineup consistently. The four and five hole might change based on the matchup. Uh, those two guys flipping back and forth. And occasionally, you know, we're getting a Josh Naylor out there against a really tough righty who's got crazy strong splits. A guy like Mike Soroka on the last day of the series who's been absolutely dominant against right-handed hitters this year. I think those are the days you look up and you find a lefty in there, and it looks like a rest day to some guys that are watching as fans. But it's also strategic to some degree as well uh, to get Josh in there and keep him going. But I think for the most part, yeah, we'd expect to see those five guys near the top of our batting order consistently. And, uh, you know, most of those guys taking very, very few days off. But no. just like, I mean, the traditional Fernando Tatis, you like him at the leadoff position because of the speed, the on-base, you know, Hosmer in terms of what he can do with the bat and go the other way. Certainly when you got a runner on base, that's helpful. Manny's your prototypical third guy. You just, it, I mean, is it, is it as obvious as it looks to me is why you're doing all this? Yeah, it's not complicated. Okay. Those are the guys that are getting on base and driving and runs. Right. Uh, Easy it's, enough. It's, <laughs> yeah, those uh, Tatis is... Uh, uh, he's been pretty special there at the top being a catalyst for us. So uh, I'd love to hit him in about six other spots in the order simultaneously and just uh, let him play all over. But uh, you're only allowed to hit him in one spot. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> until the rules eventually change to make the game more quote-unquote exciting. Uh, Padres skipper, <laughs> which it's it's perfect. The have way you had him is. working on stealing first it, yet? Yeah, have, you, have you heard about that in the Atlantic <laughs> League? You can now steal first. Would you be in favor of that because you have Tatis? Uh, I tell you what, that would have gotten me on base a few more times. Uh, you know, if, if you can swing wildly and miss the pitch over your head that goes to the backstop yep. and still get the first base, man, I, I would have liked that lowering of the bar. It would have made me a much better player. Oh, you and me both. It's uh, Padres skipper Andy Green on with Ben and Woods this morning. And, you know, one of the uh, probably the most talked about topics or, or people, he's not a topic, he's a person, uh, Will Myers. Will Myers has had a, a, a rough go at the start of the year. Those Those couple weeks at the beginning, though, Kind of gave us all the the glimpse into what that man can really do on a baseball field. He he essentially carried that team to that eleven and five start that you guys got off on. That that really um, excited our whole city, you know. And and for what we do for a living, and certainly for what you do for a living, made your your life a little easier. Hasn't gone that well uh, since Andy. What's your overall assessment on on you know Will Myers over the break? Will Myers in the second half of the season? You know, what do you want to see from him? Yeah, Will, obviously, very talented, capable of just about anything on a baseball field at any point in time, and he's been through uh, a lot of streaks uh, throughout the course of his career here in San Diego. Uh, as soon as he catches a hot streak, I think we catch him in the lineup a lot more consistently because he's been the type of guy that can carry you. You know, we're just at a different place. We're just not riding guys through really down streaks right now. Uh, and we're, we've got other guys that can step up and help us win baseball games. Manny Margot's played really well in center field, and those two guys on the corners are you know, top five in Major League Baseball in home runs right now. So, uh, you know, we, we're watching Will work hard every single day. Uh, we'd love to see Will get going. Uh, you know, he's going to have 
kind of that bench role for the time being. And as that changes in time, uh, he'll have the opportunity to work himself back into the mix more consistently. But uh, he's talented. He's part of what we're doing, and we need him to be a big part of it for us to be as good as we can be. Last thing for me, Andy, it is that time of year. I mean, Will's name, Kirby Yates, guys in your own clubhouse. If you want to add players, obviously that also means giving up players. Do you have to be a bit more of a counselor right now, or is that not an issue in, in your clubhouse and guys worried about the trade deadline and what could be coming up next? Um, I think in Kirby's case, in the case of like most of our veteran guys, they're really good at controlling uh, what's controllable. And for us, that's going out winning baseball games. If we go out and win baseball games, uh, we know we're going to be added to instead of taken away from. Uh, and I, I think that's exciting. AJ is always going to be opportunistic. He's always going to look at the long uh, and the short-term view as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know he's going to be working like crazy over the next couple of weeks. But our job in the clubhouse, stay focused, win baseball games. I think our guys do a very good job of that. Also, don't forget, continue to be an enigma. That's got to go into the, the goals of the second half, Andy. The top of the list. Top yeah. of the list. All right, good. Good luck against the Braves this weekend. Looking forward to it. Then back out on the road. So if uh, we don't see you for a while, uh, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Skip. Uh, Andy Green on our manager's managerial report. Management uh, report. Management report. Managerial report. Here, let's hear what it says because we got to close for it, I think. Are you ready to find out what's going on with the Padres? They love it. They love it. And what's not the love? Let's go right to the source. It's the Padres management report. Sounds more like an flight. open. That was the open. Then we don't have a close, and it's the management report. The management report. Thank right. you very much with Andy Green. That was smooth. Very smooth. Um, it's, it's a very smooth, polished show. All right, what did we uh, what did we learn? It's always good at the end. What did we learn talking to Andy Green? Will Myers Woods, is going to be on the bench. Is he raising your hand? Will Myers is going to be on the bench. Which now. makes him hard to trade when he's on the bench. Uh, like we said early on, this team believes they're a playoff team. They're fighting for a spot. Yeah. There is a belief in that clubhouse. He did say that from the beginning. Yeah, he did. He, uh, but... He kind of said it last year too. I mean, not it, as it means more not now. as much conviction last year. He actually said it with some conviction this year. Well, yeah, two years ago when they were trying not to lose a hundred games, I bet he said in spring training, "Our goal is to win the World Series." This I, year. It's not. This is not a major league Cleveland Indians situation where the entire world says you've got no hope and let's go and prove everyone wrong. I. I mean, there's certainly – I saw Harold Reynolds pick the Padres yeah. to make the playoffs in the second half of the season, the big lead. Pretty much the a Padres cur- pretty, pretty much a curse for us if Harold well, Reynolds yeah, picked us. I mean, to- but it's not, it's not like everyone's saying, oh, this team is one of the worst in baseball. No, it's not like the Marlins going and winning, you know, winning – 35 games yeah. in a row and making the playoffs. No, it's, it's, they've got the talent to be a playoff team. So it's um it's not that sort of we need to rally together and improve our critics wrong. I think it's just more of a you look around and you see a player like Manny Machado and you see Fernando Tatis Jr. and you see the power you've got with Renfro and Reyes and, and the way that some of the young arms, when they look good, can get guys out. I mean, the, you know, I think the last uh, week or two weeks or something, they've had like the fourth best starters ERA in baseball, yeah. which has been a, a great improvement. And when you put all that together and you're sitting in there, it's like, why not us? I mean, what is it that makes the Rockies or the Cardinals or the Pirates or any of these other teams that are hanging around 500, 
what makes them more legitimate playoff contenders than us? It just uh, uh, and it's funny because it doesn't matter what a team has done in the past. But uh, baseball is a weird sport. They're like, what? The Cardinals are obviously in a much better position because they're the Cardinals. That stops though. That stops now. That stops with Tatis. It stops with Manny. It stops with Mackenzie Gore coming up. It stops with Paddock. We are going to be the new Cardinals. We are going to be the new Cubs. It's going to take a lot of getting used to for the fans. Going to take a lot of getting used to, I think, for some of the players. Yeah, I mean, here. it used to be you'd look at those other rosters and you'd be like, "Oh, they've got they've got superstar guy, players. That, yeah, they've got these. We players. got them. It's Padres a, have those. It's players. a weird, weird feeling. And now it's just a matter of which of those players executes yep. and has big second halves. I mean, if uh, Manny Machado goes on a huge tear in the second half, he can lift the Padres to several wins. Down there, if Chris Paddock makes the most of the pitches that he's got left and turns in, you know, four or five dominating starts, if Denelson Lamette, uh, you know, shows some of that brilliance that we saw before his injury and that uh, he did in his rehab assignments, and you know, all of a sudden a winning streak doesn't seem that out of the question. Oh, that's another good guy we got going. Oh, he's pitching well. Oh, yeah, guys man. are hitting well. All of a sudden you've won seven in a row, and instead of two games back in the wild card race, you're a game and a half up, and. I'm not saying that is going to happen. In fact, I think the Padres are still a little bit away from that, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility. It, it, it 100% is. I'm so excited to get this this second half kicked off tonight. Going to be out of Petco Park. Um, just elated to get it going, and that's a really good feeling for living in San Diego and rooting hard for this team. Um, second half starts tonight, man. Let's let's get out there. Let's get out there and show our support and, and cheer and cheer loud and you know, F the Braves. Other thing that uh, that I, I took from Andy Green, uh, he knows the stat. The last month, the last 28 games for the Padres, uh, they are 14-6 and six against the Dodgers, the Nationals, the Cardinals, the Rockies, the Brewers, and then those two wins against Baltimore. But other than that, all of those teams are playoff contenders or will be in the playoffs. They're 0-8 against the Giants Come on. and the Pirates. As he said, we cannot take any series off. We cannot take any teams lightly. There's no team that, other than maybe the Baltimore Orioles, and you've only got two more against them at Petco Park later, that you should just say, oh, we definitely have this, this series. Everyone else, you could get swept at a moment's notice the way they did by the Giants and the Pirates last month, if you're not careful. Uh, agreed, man. It's uh, it, I'm so excited to get it going. It goes tonight. I've got some breaking news, though, Ben. Okay. I told you I had a seal scoop. San Diego Seals, our beloved Seals, have just acquired basically the Manny Machado of the NLL. Wesley Berg is now a, a San Diego Seal. Ben, does this do anything for you? They already have the, the Tatis of lacrosse in Austin, in Austin Stotts. Yep. And now they have the Machado they do. He of has, lacrosse. This guy has scored 99 goals in 54 games. We have uh, traded for him. He was a Calgary roughneck. He sat out all last year. Word is he wanted to be in San Diego. He's really excited to be here, and we've got him. And next year, watch out. So if the Padres don't make the playoffs this year, we can count on the Seals bringing a championship to San Diego one this winter. Thousand percent. <laughs> Let's go. We've got the. We got now that we got time to put their feet to the fire. Love to hear it. Uh, it has been a great week, even though there was no games going on. We still made it through. Uh, quick congratulations, shout out, a miss. We're gonna miss him, Jeff McBrayer. He is done after today. We appreciated everything this last month. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Couldn't have done without you, man. Thank Uh, you. Hammer, Paul, Woods, you're all back on Monday. I'm taking a day off. All I want to do is zoom, zoom, (laughs) zoom, zoom. Coach coming up at noon after Jim Rome. He is up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.